Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thank you again for listening today. You know what? This has been a great week. How much fun could it be for me to have one of my very close friends in the studio with me all week? I mean, this is a blessing and a half. And the funny thing is, on last Thursday morning in our prayer time, I thought to myself, this is stuff that we're talking about that needs to be on the air. And then Jay just happened to bring it up. Maybe I had to come on the air. I said, I was just going to ask you. In fact, that morning, I was going to say, let's go down there. But we decided to wait a little bit and come in uh, and prepare uh, in, uh, this week. And then, of course, you're hearing this uh, pre-recorded uh, probably three or four weeks ago. So, But it's just awesome uh, material and things that's so valuable to us. Jay, thanks for being with me again today. Great to be here, Tom. You know we love being together. And thanks for the influence uh, you've been on my life in our church and and on the people you come in contact with. And you know, Jay, of course, you know, we talked about on the first day, on the 11th of April, you reached a very significant milestone in your per- personal relationship with God. You finished reading the entire Bible for the 14th time, which I think is phenomenal. And uh, Jay, tell the listening audience what was so special about finishing your last read through the Bible. Okay, Tom, but before I do, uh, yesterday you you said something how in 11 years it was the first time that commitments had caused you to miss three uh, Thursday morning prayer times. And I'll never forget when you came in uh, after missing those three prayer times you could just see, oh, man, is it good to be here. Oh, you was. were so, no, I mean, you were just radiating. And as a matter of fact, uh, if I know anybody in my life who's extremely busy, it's you. And you were early that morning. You couldn't wait to get there. So you had inv- you've invited anybody who wants to come and pray with us, especially from other churches, wherever. And, man, it is one neat time of the week. Is that Thursday morning Boy, at 8 yeah, o'clock? I at certainly agree. Cloverdale. Okay, you asked me to uh, uh, tell me what was so special about uh, April 11th and finishing reading the Bible for the 14th time. I am a nut about our Father's sacred number, which is number seven. I, I have one Bible. I think number seven is underlined all through the Bible. And Anyway, it's pretty cool. One of the descriptions for number seven is that it's God's number for completeness. Early on in our discussions, I mentioned I could not imagine the day I bend both knees before the Lord without having read his instruction manual at least once, cover to cover, for myself. it's I've found it's pretty easy if you use a one-year Bible. By the way, you mentioned uh, uh, giving a lady a one-year yes. Bible. I think uh, I'm pushing having given out around 70, and as a matter of fact, I have a few more at home, so I'm going to bring them in and drop them off to your oh, desk. Oh, that is uh, <laughs> phenomenal, yeah. As of December 2017, I had read the New Testament, Psalms and Proverbs, 16 times. The Old Testament, only 13 times. January 1st of this year, I set a goal of reading the entire Old Testament by April 30th. And as I look upon this, I think the Holy Spirit, the Lord, had kind of set me up for this. I actually finished on April 11th. 
14 is two complete sevens. <laughs> so that's that was part of my goal, but I didn't realize there was such a much bigger uh, situation coming. I was just going to ask you how, how far you'd got on that since April 30th is uh, in a little over a week away, and you're already done. So that's... Uh, that's pretty cool. 101 days. And it's certainly a different, reading the Old Testament and the New. I mean, the Old Testament, you hear stories, and some people say, oh, the Old Testament is so violent, the Old Testament is this and that. But you know what? It's history, and it was before the New Covenant. It was before Jesus Christ was came and born and, and died and rose again. But it, it's just important for us to know. And you see parallels, and you see prophecy being fulfilled Amen. when you get to the New Testament. So that's why it's good to know yeah. the Old Testament. Well, Jay, uh, this uh, today as we talk, you know, you and I last week we had a great time. You and Mike Nordgreen, a great friend of ours who prays with us, the three of us were by ourselves that day. Very, very rarely is it just three of us. Mm-hmm. But you gave me a paper, uh, you know, on three and a half month or a hundred and one day Old Testament read through. Tell the listening audience what was written in bold. You re- you wrote something in really big bold print on the briefing paper and and tell me what that is and why well tom you're referring to the three words it's real scary for the listening audience here's why i wrote what i did a year or two ago i read or heard where one of the reasons we have the old testament is because it's a warning and i kind (laughs) of knew that yeah man in january soon after i started reading the old testament in such big chunks I developed a serious appreciation for just what a warning the Old Testament is. By the time I got into the prophets, especially Isaiah, I couldn't help but read in context of current-day America and our world of today. To say it's really scary is a total understatement. Soon after I started reading Isaiah, I began using my study Bible in conjunction with the one-year Bible. I needed to know what was going on in the northern kingdom, Israel, and then what was going on in the southern kingdom, Judah, when I started reading, you know, in Isaiah, each Uh of the prophets. Turns out Israel had all bad kings and continued in decline. Judah had some, some bad kings and declined under those. But then they would prosper under a good king. I remember early on as a Christian, I thought the Israelites were really dumb to go their own way against God. I just couldn't understand it. Ah, The real dumb bunny was me. The Israelites, although they had uh, parting of the Red Sea and some incredible uh, works of of our, our God... They didn't have centuries of living and warnings that the Old Testament gives us. So, in my opinion, anybody who doesn't read or ignores the Old Testament is making a really, well, a grave mistake. One of the things I learned in the Navy is a person needs to have a real clear position of where they stand in relation to a whole lot of things. Forewarned is forearmed. Well, that's right. And, uh, Jay, you know, when you gave me that stuff last week, I, I actually sat down and went through it, and I went through that those whole diagrams on the different kings. I went through and looked at all the different kings, and 
and looked at the eras they were in, and you had that color coder, which made it really easy to follow. So I thought to myself, he's better on the computer than I am. He can color code things. <laughs> I, I can't even figure that stuff out. But, Jay, you said you could not help to read the Old Testament without thinking of current-day America and the world we live in. And, of course, if anybody's following America, you know we got some weird stuff going on. And even now, it's just like crazy, crazy things. But expand on that thought a little bit. Tom, you mentioned here oh, a few weeks ago uh, that many people in America do not like the Old Testament because they don't want to believe in what they envision as a mean God. And I think mean was your exact word. Probably. I want to begin with a personal example. When I became a Christian, the sinful inner man in me had a huge struggle with the term Almighty God. This went on for, I don't know, quite a while. Besides reading the Bible early in the morning, it's also my very special time to pray, as we've talked about. I love to pray on my knees. One morning, I had hardly started my prayer time when the Holy Spirit said, and not audibly, but this is why you need to be listening when you're praying. So, Jay, what kind of God do you want me to be? A 70% God? A 60% God? In other words, a less than an almighty God. Right then and there, I fell in total, complete love with an almighty God. As a Navy man, I am only interested in being on the winning side. The absolute worst thing any person can do is try to figure out God. He is God, or in Chip Ingram, he is boss. He calls the shots, whether a person likes it or not, period. Okay, now that we have addressed that aspect of God, let's think about Israel and Judah in context of current-day America. Every time an evil king came into power, the nation did not prosper and became worse and worse off. Israel had all bad kings. Those kings, started with Jeroboam, promoted the worship of pagan gods. One of the things God specifically hated was the sacrifice of children. I could go on and on and on, but suffice it to say, Israel did not prosper. All of that said, think about America today. A nation that is $21 trillion in debt cannot be considered prosperous. Since Roe v. Wade estimate 58 million babies have been aborted. Not long ago, I heard a pastor say, if you want to know what's wrong with America, go look in the mirror. I'd like to borrow on that concept. If you want to see the God most of America serves and worships, go look in the mirror. Yeah. I could go on and on, but without question, I believe America's days are numbered. Well, it's crazy, Jay. It is. And we're about out of time again for today, so we're going to have to bring it to a uh, halt. But, yeah, there, there's just a lot of things that we talk about and we think about and, and recognize when we see America. We wonder what in the world is going on. We, The power of God is uh, still alive, but Amen. sometimes we are not calling upon it like we shouldn't. And I know tomorrow we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some things and about one of the great Christian leaders of our time and it's going to be good to be able to bring up his name since he recently passed away and we're talking about Billy Graham but uh, I, I'm telling you something we have to be serious about our walk with God I mean this this is what the problem is today Jay is people are not serious Amen. they want the world and they want everything to go along with it and yet they want to claim Jesus I, I, I struggle with that I struggle big time with that because in the Word of God, I know what it says, and I know what it says in First John 3, he who practices righteousness is righteous, he who practices sin is not of God. 
And you know what? I believe the Word of God. Amen. And I, I tell you what, folks, we need to practice the things of God. Well, Jay, hey, one more time tomorrow. Well, it sounds good to me. All right, folks, go out and have a wonderful day. Amen. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.